0: This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. Today I'm speaking with Gabby Campo, who made her Broadway debut as a swing, covering 10 ensemble parts and understudying the lead roles of Emma and Alyssa in the Broadway musical, The Prom. Now at just 23 years old, Gabby plays Consuelo and understudies Anita in the Broadway revival of West Side Story.
1: Welcome, Gabby. Hi, how are you?
0: (laughs) Great, it's so great to see you. Thank you so much for spending time with me here today on Stop Time.
1: Thank you for having me. This is amazing.
0: Yeah. So let's just jump right in if it's okay with you. Let's do it. Yeah. Do you remember the moment on March 12th when you heard that Broadway was going to shut down?
1: Oh, absolutely. Oh, gosh. It was such a hectic day. We were in understudy rehearsals at the theater. I was rehearsing Anita. um, And then kind of in the middle of rehearsal, um, someone kind of yelled out, oh, we don't have a show tonight and everyone kind of immediately went to their phones and it was a shock. And so we all thought, okay, we don't have a show tonight, what's happening? Well, I guess the only thing we can do is just keep rehearsing. So we kept rehearsing and then we kind of got more and more information as the rehearsal went on. Um, And of course, you know, you start to panic, you start to get really anxious. And uh, I got home from rehearsal at four And I just thought to myself, I didn't want to get stuck here. I was nervous that they were going to shut down the subways. You know, at that time, we really didn't know what was going to happen. So I got a flight and I was home by 4 p.m. And I was on a flight by 10 p.m. No kidding. Yeah. So it was really just me saying, I want to be home with my family. I want to make sure that I'm not stuck here in New York. I had kind of anticipated that you know there had been talk backstage like what are we gonna do if Broadway shuts down and it happened and I like you said I really just acted on instinct and I said you know what I'm gonna get out of here yeah (laughs) and um I'd also kind of mentally checked out too you know Mm -hmm. um when you're in such a long preview process we were in previews for oh gosh for three months Mm -hmm. for a West Side Story which is. Completely uncommon, you know, um and then you open and you know you start doing the thing, you start running the show, you know after a while, you start to get burnt out, so I would definitely say that I was getting burnt out
0: yeah. in a way, it presented an opportunity for you to get some much needed space from from that intensive period of rehearsing and previewing
1: oh yeah, absolutely, yeah um, yeah, it was almost kind of a relief in a way um. And um, incredibly sad on the other hand, you know, it was a whole mixture of emotions.
0: I bet. I'm just curious to know what the aftermath of that was
1: for you. Um, I I feel like I went through phases. I went through phases of relief and kind of feeling like, like I was on a vacation. And then I would plummet into like depression and anxiety. And I was thinking like, what am I doing with myself? How I'm going to, how am I going to make this time productive? Cause it seemed like it was going to get longer and longer and longer. And then I would have highs where I felt like really like, Oh, I'm being productive and I'm doing what I need to do. And I'm getting, uh, I'm working on my acting and I'm working on taking dance classes online and all oh, this is great. And then I would go straight back down again. And then, you know, a huge thing also I think not a lot of people want to mention um, in the Broadway community especially and in the entertainment community is you know how am I going to stay in shape how am I you know I was in incredible shape when I was when I left the show when COVID happened you know and then you know I'm sitting on my butt you know and it was it was also a depression where I was like I need to stay in shape. I need need to work out. I need to stay strong to be able to return to my show. But on the other hand, I'm like, I have no motivation. And, um, so, you know, it really goes up and down and I would say that it goes up and down daily. And in the past few weeks, I have kind of come to a realization that, um, all of that is okay. Mm. And that I'm okay to um, go through all of those emotions. And as much as I say it to myself, you know, it's a struggle daily to remind myself and to also stay grateful for what I have instead of what I don't have. Mm. Because I feel like, especially performers and especially me, um, I end up thinking, what am I supposed to be doing? How can I make this time, quote unquote, productive? How can I be doing um, what I need to be doing? And even if we're saying to ourselves like, oh, well, it's okay to relax. It's okay to do this. There's still a little voice in the back of your head that says, no, no, that's wrong. You should be doing something. You should be learning. You should be doing this. And recently I've found that... um, especially with all the civil unrest going on and all of that, it makes you really realize how good you have it. Mm. And, um, you know, even if my life isn't perfect, you know, we all have our struggles. We all have our things that we need to deal with, things that are happening to us that we need to deal with. I have found that me looking at what I do have instead of what I don't have has helped me to be in the moment and to not have so much anxiety about this period of time that this is all just a part of the journey
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that even just having conversations with people that you normally would be too busy to have you know whether that's family or friends or your neighbor next door that i haven't seen for 6 years you know like just being able to have those conversations and to connect um, really helps yeah yeah
0: I love that you um, are learning and it sounds like it's it's a fairly you know it's a process as you said but mm-hmm. that you're learning um, a lot more about yourself and and living in the moment tell me a little bit more about that and and what it means to you and and maybe maybe it's you know the definition has changed for you I don't know I'm curious
1: You know, living in the moment for me has always been really difficult. Um, Really, really difficult. I would consider myself a dreamer, right? And I think so many performers are dreamers. So we have these big lofty goals, right? But for me, it was always a choice that I made to never um, think about where I was in that moment. And I was always thinking about what I could be doing or fears or anxieties about something in the future. Mm -hmm. It's such a hard question. Yeah, it is. It's such a hard question because, you know, you're always thinking about things in the future. You're always thinking about, you know, things that could or could not be, you know, am i going to get that job? am i going to, you know, is work going to be good for me today, you know? um and i never really sat with myself and thought like i'm okay right now because whenever i would sit with myself, i would i would um jeopardize it for myself. Mm. If i was alone with my thoughts, i was just so wrapped up in something else just being able to to sit in your living room and you know play the piano and not have a goal Mm. of, of thinking i need to learn this piece i need to learn this concerto whatever you know every little step every little thing that you learn every little day that you just spend like Just listening to yourself and listening to other people and learning instead of having a goal is a productive day.
0: Yeah. If productivity were not a thing. (laughs) and, And it was just about, you know, living your best life without, you know, showing how how productive you are. What what might that look like for you?
1: It's interesting that you say that because Recently, I made a pact with myself that, um, I wasn't going to be productive, quote unquote, for, um, other people, you know, and that's something that I'm definitely working on and that I have awareness, um, of within myself is that I find that I do things, um, to seek validation from, I mean, from anyone, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something that I'm definitely, you know, working on, and it's extremely hard. And in that practice, I have stopped, um, kind of posting on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, like on stories and all of that, like what I'm doing, um, and I have found that. Um, and I'm not perfect. Definitely not perfect. (laughs) You know, it's a baby steps, but I have found that it's actually freed me in a way because I have been 10 times more creative. (laughs) Um, I have been listening a lot more, you know, listening to my parents, listening to my sister, listening to other things. Um, and I've kind of been trying. Like I said, I'm not preaching that I'm a perfect person that doesn't try to get validation from other people. But like I said, even those baby steps of just trying little things really has like freed me up. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's definitely a journey
0: (laughs) yes i mean that's an amazing amazing discovery and awareness that you have right there i'd love just to stop and just celebrate you for that it's um so it's so important what you just said um and it's so interesting isn't it that the moment that you shifted your energy from fear based values and wanting validation and doing things for reasons other than purely your own you find yourself having more energy and actually, you know, more room for creativity and just more space. It sounds like.
1: Yes. Like exponentially. Yeah.
0: So isn't yeah. that funny? So, I mean, you know, with productivity not being the bad word anymore, I bet you're being more productive.
1: <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> because also, yeah, like you put limits on yourself and you think I have to do this and I've kind of tried to reframe, to reframe that perspective yeah. in that I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. I get to do it,
0: yes. you know?
1: And we, you know, per, you know per, performers say that all the time at work, like, oh, I don't have to do the show today. I get to do the show today, you know? Yeah. But, you know, words are cheap, you know, unless you put that into action, uh, it's just words just putting that into action for me has helped.
0: <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. So I understand that your Broadway debut in the prom was not exactly how you had imagined it. So no. tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, so really, really long story short, um, Beth level who played uh, Dee, Dee Allen in the prom, she walked off stage at places. So like, the curtain's about to go up. Everyone's on stage. Everyone is ready for the show to start. You know, um, they're on standby. Beth level walks off stage and she starts to throw up. Um, she's very sick. So, um, in a strange turn of events, there were only, uh, so much coverage in the building and I'm in my dressing room and they run up to me and they say, Gabby, we need you to go on. And at that point, I hadn't gone on yet. Um, We had just opened, like it was the weekend after opening. Um, and they kind of barked at me like, you need to go on. We need you to go on. Are you able to go on right now? And I said, oh my God, absolutely. Which part? Which part <laughs> do you want me to go on? Like, tell me, tell me what I'm doing. And you know, there was kind of mumbling backstage. I didn't really know what I was like what I was doing, what I was supposed to be doing. And then they all come back to me and they go, we need you to go on for Courtney. And I said, Courtney, uh, I don't cover her part. Mm-hmm. And they were like, are you able to go on for Courtney? If we give you five right. minutes, can you <laughs> and can you go on for Courtney? And I said, um, uh, uh, okay, yeah, sure um, absolutely. You know, it was my broader debut. I was like, yes, let's do it. Um, and so, uh, in the next five, 10 minutes, they put my hair up into pin curls. I slapped makeup on my face. I was learning her lines. I was learning her blocking. Um, and they put me in costume and they pushed me on stage. And the most ironic thing was that, um, this part, Courtney's part, um, was a reporter in the first um, number of the show and the, the overture ends, the curtain goes up and then Courtney's part steps forward and says the first kind of like opening monologue of the show, you know, kind of like this short blurb. And so the orchestra started, the overture ended, the curtain went up and I stepped forward with this microphone and I was like, Oh my God, I guess this is it. This is my Broadway debut. I don't know what's going to happen. And I went on. Um, (laughs) uh, So I, um, I succeeded in not killing anyone uh, going on uh, in a part that I didn't cover for my Broadway debut.
0: (laughs) That's, that's amazing. And you know, I'm so interested in that because I, first of all, I honor you for just for saying yes. But what intrigues me the most is that you were forced to be in the moment.
1: Oh my God. Yes. So how did it
0: feel? Like, what was the feeling? Cause you couldn't prepare for that. You didn't.
1: It really is the most like high stakes living in the moment that you could ever think of. Like yeah. you really have to have um, a talent, I guess, in turning off every negative voice in your head. Every negative emotion I've ever had, like all you can do is think, I know this, I'm going to kill this. Um, And really it's fight or flight. Like you just have to go immediately into fight mode and you have to fight for it. It is not easy. It is truly like one of the most scariest and exhilarating feelings you will ever feel in your life. It, it, it's crazy. Um, the first time that I went on for Emma, which is um, b- the lead in the show, um, I was so extremely nervous. In the first act, she sings this song called Dance with You, um, which is basically her I Want song. It's her big moment. You know, she sings this huge note at the end. And I remember standing at the lip of the stage, basically. You know, my first time going on as Emma, and I forgot the lyric (laughs) to this, to basically like the iconic song in the show. (laughs) I forgot the lyric to like the beginning of the song. And I just stood there, and luckily, the conductor, she was with me, she watched me. I just stood there, and I thought to myself, like, you know, Gabby, you know this, you know, easily that could make someone, you know, flubbing a line, you know, singing a huge song in the show, playing the lead in a Broadway show in front of 2000 people that could easily fuck with you. It's like that could derail the entire show. And I said, I will not allow myself to do that. I have to go. I have to do this. It's do or die and I just like took the biggest breath that I ever could in my life. And like I said, like all the negative emotion, I pushed out of my butthole. And uh, the lyric immediately came back to me and I said, not only am I just gonna get through this song, I'm gonna fucking kill it, right? (laughs) I'm gonna kill this song. And I don't know if I did, but I said to myself, I was, you know, Yeah. Um, and I got through the song and I got through the big note at the end and I was really proud of myself. Um, because you know, there's no way to prepare for that. The only thing that is telling about those situations is how you recover, how you get through them, Mm -hmm. you know? And my debut for Anita was very similar. I had 30 minutes before I went on, you know. I remember just like crying after, you know, was that I just remember crying because I was thinking, you know what, I'm really proud of myself. It wasn't perfect, and I could spend hours picking apart every little single thing that I did, quote-unquote, wrong. Um, Yeah, I think it's just making room for like, you know, saying – I did a really good job and i'm not gonna harp on the things that i think that i didn't do well mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. i love that thank you for sharing that that's really beautiful i mean you have such a a, a grace about that you offer yourself you offer yourself this grace right of Good for you. And it's interesting because you talked earlier about, you know, the voice in your head, you know, during COVID, like during quarantine, where you're that's saying you should be doing this and you should be doing that, and blah, 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 blah. But when I hear you talk about these moments where you give yourself that grace.
1: Yeah. And also, uh, you saying that uh, brought up for me also that, you know, in those situations where it's fight or flight, it feels like you're going to die, you know, like in those high stress situations, you don't care about anyone else in the audience. Mm -hmm. Like you really don't, or at least I don't, you know, and it's so strange that, you know, a big part of my being is wanting validation from other people. When in those moments that really matter, you know, you only really care about if you made yourself proud when in those moments when i felt like i was my best self yes i was performing in front of 2000 people but i was doing it for me you know yeah
0: absolutely. which is
1: powerful huge yeah that's a, i'm just i'm just kind of realizing that right now you know with you saying that yeah that's cool
0: <laughs> that's massive that's a massive massive strength yeah and it's a resource that you have clearly. And it's interesting that you kind of just, as we speak about it, are just starting to realize, and I would encourage you to think about in every area of your life, obviously it's serving you very well in the work that you do. Um, how might this, the strength of yours be leveraged in other areas of your life? Do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Right. It could. I mean, when you put it like that, it could open up so many um, avenues for me, you know, spiritually, career-wise, in every aspect of my life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's huge.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so just going back to, you know, this this uncertainty in the industry and all these things that we can't control, how much energy would you say you spend worrying about things that you can't control?
1: Oh, of my energy. (laughs) It's, it's very difficult. Actually living in the moment is the hardest thing to do and to not worry about things. Oh my gosh. Like it's crazy. And so it's just like this awful cycle of worrying, anxiousness, then coming up with something in your head to overstress and over worry about overthink about and then you get mad at yourself because you're thinking oh this is not this is not elevated thought (laughs) this is not this is not you know this is not helpful to me and it's just so destructive yeah Um, absolutely and even like now um you know going forward auditions they're going to be self-tape at least for the next year. Right. Mm -hmm. And now every single time I have an audition and I get in front of my cell phone and put a, a backdrop up, I start to have a panic attack because I think that it's like, if I don't make this good, you know, it, it's going to ruin my life. (laughs) you know you start to go to those extremes and I start to go to these extremes it's so destructive yeah it can just be so toxic
0: absolutely and And so normal too by the way like so common
1: yeah yeah, absolutely like and and and, you know and I know it's common but when you're in the moment you Mm -hmm. think I'm the only person going through this you know like everything is so high stakes yeah and You know, in a lot of ways, it's almost harder if you have a strong support group. You know, my family is very, very supportive, and I have been with them for the past three months. You know, they will always give me positive affirmations and validations because they love me and they're my family, and I really appreciate them and love them for that. But then it also comes to a point where, you know, at least I've said to myself, like, why can't I say these things to myself? Like, why can't I believe them? Why And not in those fight or flight moments, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, when you're completely calm. Because I can do that in the fight or flight moments. When I'm under pressure, I can do it like nobody's business. Yeah. I, think, I hope.
0: Literally. <laughs> right? Well, clearly, you've demonstrated that you can. So, I mean, that's, yeah. You obviously right.
1: can. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so, right? But even then, I'm like, yeah, well, maybe I didn't. You yeah. know? <laughs> It's a slippery slope. It's a slippery slope. And, you know, um, I think it's a, it's a battle and a thing that I will keep learning, a, a skill that I'll keep learning until the day I die, you know?
0: Absolutely. It's a journey, as you said. You know, yeah. it's, it's us. It's a, it's a practice. Yes. No matter what happens with the industry, no matter what happens in life, whatever, what do you know will still be true about Gabby that no one can take from you?
1: what do I know about me?
0: Yeah. What do you know will be true about you, no matter what happens?
1: That no matter, okay, I'm getting emotional. This is good. We're going down the right path. Um, (laughs) that no matter what I do in my life, that I will be happy with myself. Mm. Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) That's beautiful.
1: Um, Because I think that, you know, performers become so wrapped up in who they are and their ego and all of that. And it becomes your identity, right? You know, you think singing and dancing and acting is my identity. And it's not until, you know, when people are in their sixties or seventies where they lose their singing voice or they can't dance anymore, where, you know, they have to find out who they really are, you know, without those things. And I find that quarantine has and COVID has helped me, you know, put me on the path of realizing, that no matter what I do in my lifetime, if I'm not a big Broadway star, if I'm not a movie star, if I am not a Latina that will be put in the history books, that it's okay. And if I can help one person, then that's all that matters. And that I will know within myself that, I am okay. And I am whole outside of being an actor and singer, a dancer, a performer. Mm. Does that make sense? Like, absolutely. That what will ring true is that I will always be a good person. I will always be a kind person. I will always be a loyal person. And I will always be a contributing human to this earth. Yes. Um, and that you know, being on Broadway one more time would be really nice. Yeah. But it doesn't complete me as a human. Because at a young age, I've had those moments where I have taken the last bow of a Broadway show and I have you know signed autographs for pe- for screaming fans at the stage door and then you go home and you're all alone you know mhm so it's really finding wholeness in ways that are much less tangible than being a, being on Broadway. Mm -hmm. And that if I don't achieve peak, whatever I want to achieve in my life, and of course we're all dreamers, we all have goals. We all, you know, wanna have a Cinderella story, you know, no matter what I choose to do, I will have that joy, the same joy, if not more than I would have thought that I had at when I reached my goal. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I can see your, the the wheels churning and I can see that you're emotional about it. And that's beautiful. Thank you for being so vulnerable with me. I appreciate it.
1: No. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) No,
0: that that was so beautiful. What you shared there. Where, where do you see yourself three years from now? say?
1: I don't know. (laughs) I, I hope that, I hope three years from now, I'm a better person than I am today. I hope that I know a lot more. Um, I hope that I've harnessed my powers more. Mm -hmm. Um, I hope that everyone in my family safe and healthy that I get to perform on stage again or even better uh behind a camera
0: listen i really appreciate you taking the time to be in the moment with me today and before before we say goodbye i really i really like to ask all my guests what are the top three things that happened so far today
1: uh the top three things that happened today i woke up (laughs) Yep. (laughs) i um I am healthy. I tested negative for mm-hmm. COVID-19. Yes. And um, I ate really good French onion soup. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: Those are <laughs> such important staples of life. Be able <laughs> to be in gratitude for the simple things is just fantastic. What what are you most looking forward to today?
1: Um oh I have been tie-dyeing, and I've been selling them, and I've been donating proceeds to Black Lives Matter organizations, Um, so I am really looking forward to um, just opening the tie-dye up, (laughs) because it's really fun to see the designs.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You are such a delight such a delight and if there was one word that would describe you when it, when speaking with you the word that keeps coming to me if I can share with you is is possibility you know when people talk about that that sparkle in the eye that you know just, you see everything through the lens of possibility I love that that's what it's gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's infectious
1: oh that's Thank you, that makes me wanna cry.
0: (laughs) Well, it's just who you are. You're incredible. I've been (laughs) speaking today with Gabby Campo. Thank you for listening. Stay safe and healthy everyone and remember to live in the moment. Thank you. In music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality in the moment. I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.